Hey, hey, John. Yeah, Allie. John. Yeah, Allie. Um, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but um, Yang's pregnant. <gasps> Welcome to a hard gray's night. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm McRainey. Okay. McRainey like raindrops? No, no. Actually, like, I'm Gerald McRainey. I'm actually Major Dad and or Simon of Simon and Simon fame. <laughs> awesome. Well done. So, uh, we are here with a... a hey, our... we, are, we are a... Oh, what are, are we? we? Hard Grace Night? Did I... A Grey's Anatomy podcast? I don't... Did you, you, you actually say welcome to a Hard Grace Night at the beginning, don't you? I do. Okay. Uh, hi. Um. Hi. <laughs> I would start this over, but sham, shambolically, that's kind of how I feel um, season oh, wow. two starts anyway. So yeah, um, let's just dive right in okay, to season so. two, episode one, which is Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Okay. So it was an episode that aired originally on September 25th, 2005, written by Stacey McKee and directed by Peter Horton. Yeah, Peter. And uh, yeah, it's um, and of course it's uh, based on the song. The title's based on the song "Raindrops Keep Falling in My Head," written by Bacharach and David. Um, <laughs> you know, like like almost every pop song from the '60s was, and uh, you know, performed by B.J. Thomas originally, and it's been covered by about eight million people. It's one of the most you know like covered pop songs. It's actually, Is it really? Yeah, it was actually originally written by the way for the movie Butch Sa- Butch Cassidy and the Sundance yes, Kid. Yes, I, I did know that. I, I've never actually seen that movie. I've uh, never seen it either. It's yeah. too bad it's a seventies movie. 60s movie, actually. Too bad it's a 60s 69. movie. Uh, yeah, nice. Um, but um, it's, um, uh, you know, like, it, it's it's a decent song. Again, it's it's not, like, my favorite song in the universe, but it's a good solid pop song in right. that, like, in that Bacharach and David-y kind of way, you know? And it, it, it's one of the more notable covers for us is uh, we both are fans of the Welsh band uh, Manic Street Preachers. Yes. They, 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 uh, they do it live quite a bit, and they recorded a cover of it. Um, they usually do it acoustically with a, with a drummer on trumpet. Um but the, it was actually the first song they recorded in the studio after the disappearance of Richie Edwards. Oh. They're, you know, they're... Uh, I'm making they're the heart symbol. ...rhythm guitarist and songwriter. Oh. Yeah, but... Um, oh, Richie. You know, oh, Mannix. Uh, oh. You know, oh, by the way... Who's, just a, who's, by the way, his story, far more interesting than anything that's ever happened on Grey's Anatomy. It's probably true. Um, I, so. I do highly recommend if you uh, like any kind of music that is um, fun and anthemic and um, awesome... Uh, to check out yeah. Manic Street Preachers. Yeah, no, this is a more. shameless There's... plug, by the way, because they don't, I mean, like, as in, like, they're, we're not getting anything for this. That's, I just... that, that's a shameful plug. Then, shameful actually. plug. It was shameless if we did. We were that's true. Paid. If we were getting something for it, that's true. I, I, I would say, yeah, there, there's nothing more perky than the album The Holy Bible, especially it's the song. It's not perky. <laughs> especially the Four Stone Seven. Four Stone Seven. That is the happiest song that was ever. Happiest song you've ever, ever yeah, okay. heard. Okay, um, anyway. And, which our son now sings along with us in the car, which is just it's disturbing. About anorexia and it's it's real sad. Really disturbing. Anyway, moving on. Um, to uh, season two, episode one. Yeah, so uh, basically this is the episode where we get the aftermath of the big season finale, you know, mic drop that Derek's been married this whole time and turns out, oh, he's not even remotely charming. He's a scumbag with a wife. Yep. At least that's the way the season is set up. Anyway, so yeah, and really the show, uh, you know, it, it does actually have a lot of um, a lot of very um, famous, uh, you know, like firsts for this season. Mm. Um, 
uh, I, I would say it's probably one of the first times there's a piece of incidental music in the show that I actually kind of like. That mm. would be Bow Wow Wow's cover of I Want Candy by the Strange yes. Loves. Yes, um, which it's is like fir- Which is like how the, the episode begins with that, actually, because that's like the previously on Grey's Anatomy, you know, I want candy, you know. But um, so it begins basically I, like after all the crap with with Meredith going to Joe's bar. And this is the first time Joe's bar has a name. This yes. is the bar she hooked up with Derek in. Yes. And somehow... And we've and, seen it more than once, I think, in season one. You'd think we would have, but what Meredith says is she has not been back there since. Oh, so oh, good which point. was my confusion about this because Joe's bar is the hangout for for like you know it's like the central perk, you know yeah for of friends this. like it is it is the place yeah I I, I, I use that as a reference because I thought everyone would get it without any explanation, uh, but it's like it you know if it's, you were born under a rock, <laughs> which apparently you were, but um. But you know, it is you know, it it is like it's it's been the hangout forever and ever. And yes. Joe, the bartender, is one of them. Is the main character you see in it, uh, running it. Uh, but, and, but but in this episode, he's basically introduced because Meredith really doesn't. And you know, and you know, you really only saw Joe's bar as a set, right? Which is kind of impressive that they still had the set ready. They must have actually filmed on location somewhere. Um, yeah. But because um, otherwise, because it, it was it's the exact. Well, it's not like they built Molly's bar like they built Molly's yeah. bar yeah. for the Chicago Fire PD uh, Med franchise. I'm glad you explained that because that is something I would not have understood uh, yes, the reference to because I you know I, I don't need to watch shows just because they have Chicago in the name. Chicago Nerd. people in the shows, everybody's working. We like actors. Okay, so um, we meet Joe for the first time, which is kind yeah, of awesome. And, and Joe and Joe basically because she explains that she's like just found out her boyfriend's married or whatever. You know, uh, he he buys her a drink and he seems well. Like, but I will say this: he also does something that is like so typical of a bartender who's been. You can tell who's been. Either, we don't know he's the owner yet. We know he's just tending bar right now. Yeah. But yeah, you can tell out, yeah. that he's you can tell that he's done his job for a long enough time that he literally looks at her and he says, um, "It's either uh, boyfriend troubles or or boss trouble." It was like something like that. Yeah, like, relationship or work. Yeah, relationship or work or, or bo- boss or boyfriend. I think. Oh, no, yeah, boss or boyfriend. He might have been really clear and boss or boyfriend, and she's like both, which is actually kind of funny when you think about it. But the fact that he's that kind of bartender that has been he's been around the block, he knows he's been there. Yeah. You just you well, already feel comfortable with yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe, Joe is Joe is presented uh, as an everyman bartender. Yes, you know, like he, yes. he's you know he's. He's heavy set, you know. He's got a pleasant face, you know. There's nothing like he's not a he's not a stud, you know. He no. looks like a working class Joe, yeah, you know. And he's got a couple of uh, wrinkles to him. You find out later, but in this episode, he's basically just I'm a good guy who runs a bar. Yep, you know, like. And the thing is, this bar is a. This is what screws me up with this: is Meredith never coming back? Is one. She doesn't have any bad experience with it because she ends up dating Derek. Yeah. You know, two, it's the bar across the street essentially from the hospital. Like, which think, we find out when when when, yeah. when 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 Joe suffers some sort of uh, you know, he gets dizzy and falls and they're you know, and they're like, We gotta take you and he's like, I can like you know, like I can walk there, it's across the street. And it's the bar that literally everyone in the show always is seen hanging out in. So it's very weird okay, that gonna... Meredith spent an entire like season not going back to it. Okay, I'm gonna throw this out though. Okay, so just just bear with oh, me. I'll on throw this. it out, all right. No, this is my this is my not like, you know, not justification, but the reason why. So, you know, Meredith, first of all, it isn't that long of time that she's been with Derek 
doing this thing, mm-hmm. you know, going this back and forth. The season yeah. feels long to us because it's a whole That's week true. in between. She's still in her first year. She's not only just in her first year, they're like in the first couple, like, I, I want to say in the first couple of months of this. Now, yeah. second of all, she's been dating somebody. So she's constantly going home with somebody else. Number two, all the parties that we've seen them do, it's been like parties at the house or whatever, or they're exhausted sleeping interns. Now, she's the only one getting some. So there's a reason why she doesn't need to be going back to the bar true, on a regular basis. Now, the other people are not getting some. So they're probably there, except for Christina, who I think is just somebody who likes to be at bars. She just right, shows yeah. up. But I'm just saying, can. I'm just saying, like Derek and Meredith, obviously you're never gonna have the same schedule. They both have weird hours. Yeah. I, you know, I feel like I feel like there's there, logically she should have been going out drinking with Christina because Meredith clear and Christina clearly have incipient drinking problems yeah. that could at any time turn out into full blown alcoholism. Specifically with tequila. basically that's the thing about this show is basically almost every surgeon is display is portrayed as someone who's this close to becoming an alcoholic and some of them cross the line. I will say this know? too that I find really funny. Um, this is a personal. Is, by the way, that was a, a revelation for me just now. That wasn't from my notes or a thought I've had. I just suddenly occurred to me. My God, yeah. everyone. Every surgeon in the show drinks a lot. So, you know, I always, I, I've always heard how everybody has issues with tequila. And I'm bringing this up for a reason because in the very first episode, Meredith's drinking tequila. She's drinking tequila. In this episode, it's a thing. But um, the big the big thing is that Meredith's tequila drinking um, made me realize that I've never, I'm going to knock wood right now. I've never had a problem with tequila. Neither it's have I. Never, I know, we, and we established this like early on in our relationship. I've never been one of these people that's like, oh, I've had a bad tequila night. I can't do it again, whatever. I've never had one. I've always had very good tequila nights. I've had, I've had bad nights on literally every other major type of liquor. Yeah, like, but tequila so and I about, don't... So talks about, oh, stay away from tequila. It's the bad So one. here's the funny thing. So John and I, for this is now going on six years ago, um, got married, and we... Uh, encased a, a bottle of tequila in a box. Is, when you say encased, it sounds like we dumped concrete on it like Big Boy giving, not the bath, Big Boy, not the bath! <laughs> so that, um, and we and, and the deal was that in 10 years we can break it open and we put our vows in there and whatever and all of the people at our, um, the night before our yeah. wedding, like or, or if it. like, let's say you show me enough Grey's Anatomy that I finally decide to leave you. Yes. We, we break it open earlier. We break it open earlier and we have to drink all the tequila and read the vows before we can make any major decisions to not be together. Not not in one night, I would hope, because it's a... That's not a, not a, in one night. That's a fairly large amount of tequila. No, and that's I feel the like, idea is that I, we have yeah, to finish think, the bottle yeah. before we make any life decisions. I, 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 I feel as if... I feel as if we might have a bad tequila experience if we drink the entire <laughs> then, bottle. Then we might. But I think that's just funny. And the fact that tequila turns out to be such a big deal in this show, yeah. I get a personal little joy from it because I know I get, a lot of... I get a little less of a joy because I feel, I, again, this it, it's it's actually a, a funny thing because, you know, like I'm not a teetotaler. No. I, uh, in my life, uh, drink... I was a binge drinker for a long time. Yeah, my, <laughs> I drank a lot when yes, I was you younger. Did. I'm not a teetotaler now. Um, but like, there's something that annoys me. And it's 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 mo- it's a TV. It's a weird TV trope. I find that to show that a woman's tough, she drinks liquor of some sort. That's mm-hmm. a hard a hard liquor in shot format. Like it's like they either drink like it's bourbon or tequila, and you know, like Bailey Bailey's a bourbon drinker. Like it, it's kind of a weird thing where it does bother me on some level because it feels like the dumbest shortcut to show that someone that a, and it's with women. With men, it doesn't matter. You know, as much like to show them that way, mm-hmm. but like as a shorthand for toughness, and it, it it just feels like it's a weird, like it it's 
I, I don't want to sound like I'm moralizing because, again, um, I am very seriously considering uh, having a beer this afternoon the moment our son gets home from school so that I don't have to drive anywhere. <laughs> you, know, but, you have to um, go to the library today. So oh, shoot. I can't get drunk until I get back from the library. You cannot. <laughs> but anyway, the point, the point being, I'm not a moralizer about booze. You know, I am, I, like, I am someone who's like, okay with things like day drinking as long as you don't have responsibilities. I'm not. I'm, op- I'm completely like a libertine about that crap. But um, speaking of bands to, with uh, junkies in them that uh, I like. <laughs> but um, but um, it's, it's not, it's just not like, I, I don't know, it seems like a bad influence to like younger women watching this show or younger people in general watching this show to be like, oh, that's a badass move. She's the cool person who drinks tequila. I don't know. It just feels weird okay. to do that. Like, and, and, like it's, and it's, it, again, not, not judgy. I'm not like, I'm not like, I'm not like the Marge Simpson, like, shut this cartoon down for all the violence. You know, like, that's not what I'm doing. It's just, it's, 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 it sits a little less easy with me in some ways. I, I find it, for want of a better word, the, the inter, one of the internet's favorite terms, it's a little problematic mm. for me, mm. you know. Um, but that's, again, that's a personal thing. Uh, you know, it's nothing to do with, uh, you this know, This is whatever. a really good example of the difference between um, um, Walter and I as far as, like, I guess opposites attracting. He would look at it and, and he would, uh, you know, see that side of it. And I see it. Like, I see what you're saying. I get it. I understand that it can become a shorthand and it can be a, like a, like a crappy one. <laughs> right. But I look at, at you said. I, just I know, but I look at, I know I saw you do that, but I look at it and I'm like, I, I don't know. There's something kind of joyful um, and not specifically Meredith. But um, Yang, I do love that Yang also is, I don't know, I have a thing for Yang. I think she's awesome. So um, I think I, I identify with her. Uh, well, I, there's something about the fact that the, Yang lives her life with, well, she gives a lot of fucks about things that I don't give a fuck about. Well, but yeah, she, but. But she doesn't give fucks about a lot of things mm-hmm. that people give fucks about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, 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 like, I get it for Yang. But I feel like for Meredith, it's, it's, like, a, it's, like, it's like an attempt to make her, like Yang's drinking kind of doesn't have it. It's kind of a facet of who Yang is. Yeah. Whereas Meredith's drinking is kind of like, let's tack something on. Yeah. To make her cooler than she is because she's terrible. I think also, I think, and I'm just going to, this is, we're kind of going off the rails a little, guys, but I just like. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why we're going off the rails. Because we watched this show many several days ago and have not had a chance to record. So this is the farthest we've gone without watching an episode. Yeah. Without, so I'm, and I, I've been frantically looking through my notes <laughs> and I'm like. I finish this and I'm yeah. gonna do and then I'm gonna do an aside about my notes. Okay. Uh, so so what I was um, what I was gonna say was I think that the one one of the major flaws that this show has as far as Meredith goes is because they made her the main character, we're just supposed to assume the position that she's a trustworthy um and somebody, you know, she's the, she's the, because she also does the narr- the narration, she's the eyes and ears and the person that we're supposed to identify with. Here's the problem with doing that when you haven't given us enough background. All we know about her is that her mom has Alzheimer's, which is like, it sucks. Mm-hmm. And that she's come home to kind of deal with mm-hmm. the, the estate and her mom and the situation to go to, to go to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to become a surgeon. Weirdly enough, it's not enough. Like at this, this day and mm-hmm. age, it's not enough of her life for me to invest in her being the person that I'm hanging my hat on. So so with Yang, I feel like she's mysterious enough 
Right. And she's not your main character. We find out later that she has reasons right. to be. It is kind of a thing with a lot of things. Like the main character has to be kind of milk toast so that everyone else around can be more interesting. Yeah, but... I mean, well, that also happens in not to like bring in a whole other show, but that also happens, and we'll talk about this later. But Orange is the New Black. It also happens with Pogo, the comic strip. Does it? <laughs> yeah, Pogo's he's a, not that. Pogo's just sort of a nice guy. Yeah, you know, uh, everyone like, else everyone around, around him, him is, is like a three ring circus. Kind of like know? Hieronymus. Yes. Although, yeah, but but I think hey, Hieronymus. Can we, can, we, can we not talk about that on here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I think he's very nice. So um, I like him. So, uh, but my point is that I think that the problem is that we find out later just how effed up her childhood was. We really don't know yet. Right. Um, and I think had they brought that in a little earlier and maybe even the first season, I would be more interested. I don't in know that. I don't know if that was in the Bible yet, or if they. No, it of, probably wasn't. I think. I think. I think. I think that that. that I think they that was a after the fact. Like my God, this character is. Kind of a cipher. Yes, and I, I agree with the, you. I think they. It goes back to the whole idea that Meredith is, Meredith is called dark and twisty when there's no evidence of it. Right. Like if they'd started with some of her really crappy yes. childhood. Yes. It might have made some of the earlier behavior more palatable yes. and more believable. Yes, I'm believing. And yeah, I'm, I, I understand yes. in the real world you don't always get to learn these things, but in a work of fiction where you control the variables, yes. it's really it's it's kind of like it, it annoys me. And I understand it's serial storytelling. Yeah. But I'm sure they did not expect this show. You can't ever expect a show to last eleven seasons. You know, you can't go into that thinking, well, we've got at least eleven seasons to tell this story. You know, and with all the actors coming in and out, you know, it's like I, I get that, but at the same, and you got to keep shaking up the status quo. But I feel like. I feel like they, if they had settled on that earlier, a lot of Meredith's shittier actions. Yes. But we can't judge her shitty actions I know. based on that. I know. We know too much. Like, we're kind of walking yeah. into it with more information. Yeah. But I, I, I am going to say this, though, that I do think Shonda is a good writer. And I think that the, that she had these pieces, but it's like, I think they became better writers later on as the show goes on, as you'll find out, you know. I, do, I, I will, I will agree the show me, does get Let me finish better. why I think that, though. Because they are very good at dropping just minor baby hints at things that you know they have more story about that maybe we'll talk about, mm-hmm. maybe we won't. You right. hear something. Something gets dropped you know, a little piece of something and you're like, oh, well, we ever, and sometimes we do dive in and sometimes we never do. And sometimes we dive in a year or two later. I love that. That's the kind of stuff that's interesting. Had we done a little more of that breadcrumbing early in Meredith's, in this, in this season's thing, I think they were just so excited. It's funny as I, I, it's, it's funny you say that. I'm just thinking about the fact I've been rereading the Chris Claremont mutant books like Mm. X-Men and whatever. And I I hate that this is the nerdiest part of me, but that's, one of the positives of Claremont's writing is because he was the sole writer on it for like 17 years is he developed the sense of having time to like he's patient with storylines and he'll put in like a like a character mentioned at random or something will happen that won't come back for like a year or right. two you know which is a luxury nowadays comics writers don't usually have but so you get like these long story arcs that are don't seem sudden at all because it's like oh that's been laid in, the groundwork's been laid. So yeah, I, I do think you're with a good serial writing, yeah. with, and this is something that television's only really had in the last decade and a yes. half, is serial storytelling outside right. of soap operas. Now admittedly, one could argue that Grey's Anatomy is basically a soap opera, but you know, like... A but, different kind of soap opera. But it's yeah. it's a little, it's 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 less about like day-to-day, you know, like right. repetitive, you know, like let's bring it in, but it is it is an ongoing story with lots of melodrama. But yeah, it does get better with, with like with stitching that stuff. I will I will give it I will give it the benefit of it does get better. It never gets to a point where I am fully pleased with it. Yeah. But it does get better than it was. Um, okay. Going back, going I just back. want to say uh, two things. One, yeah. uh, I popped in my head while you were talking about identifying authorial character. Yeah. 
I, I understand, and I don't want to say this show should be about a white man, so I'm not saying it should have mm-hmm. done this way. But George actually seems like the more typical kind of character mm-hmm. to drop in. Because he's the one who doesn't really know what he's doing at first. Yeah. He's really ner- He's the Neil Simon character. Yeah. And like every Neil Simon, those his autobiographical plays, where he always has his like insert character, mm-hmm. you know, he's like the Matthew Broderick in Biloxi Blues, uh, you know, kind of character. You know, he's, you know, the, you know, that... You know, the, the same guy, like the guy, the, the character he is in even Laughter on the 23rd Floor yep. or Brighton Beach Memoirs. You know, he's that, like, he's the guy who, like, in, in a lot of stories, he would have been, the, like, a better central character for a traditional story like this. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying it's to the show's detriment that he's not, because, again, I do like that the show uh, puts women and people of color much more to the forefront, you know, than most shows do. Yeah. I, so I can't, I, I don't want to say the show needs another white dude. Mm-hmm. Like running the show, you know. But he, uh, but a character more like George, if Meredith would have been more, like, like they made her like a little like bumbly on her first episode. Yeah, but, but that like if they'd made her struggle a little more with fitting in. Yeah, and I, it's funny that I say this because as much as as much as Ellis Gray like hangs over the show, I feel like Meredith should be in her mother's shadow more, way more. Because her mother is, I mean, this is the equivalent. Like, like they built Ellis Gray up. To be basically like if you were a young scientist and you were like Stephen Hawking's kid. Yep. You know, or like you know, or like Albert Einstein's grandson, and you're like in physics, you know, and like yep. it's like everything you do, like it's like everything she does. I feel like should be under a lot more scrutiny, not necessarily from someone like Chief Weber who knows better, yeah, but like from people around her, and she doesn't get like she only gets the, that kind of crap whenever our character gets frustrated. Yeah. At her and like like usually Izzy and like gives her the gives her the riot act about how right. you have it easy right right you know? right, right but um but but and, and the other thing oh, I was gonna say about is, your notes uh, about my notes was I, the realization we have like we've been, it's been so long since we it's been like five days yeah. or so since we've watched the episode I don't remember it as well and I was going through my notes trying to remember and the way I take notes because we usually do this like. We often record right, right after, after we watch, we watch the, episode. the episode. So it's, it's super easier. fresh in my yeah. mind. I prefer to do it that way, but we were really tired that night. And then, like, we just could not get a, a, another time. Um, and that's why this episode is dropping so late. We're, we've been trying to keep this on schedule. But, yeah. um, but um, I want to go through and read these notes that have no context. Because I don't know what they're for. <laughs> but you can get an idea, because this is at least half of my notes for this episode. Okay. Um, I don't have a lot of notes. I have like four, four very tiny I'll read mine pages, too, and then we can go through Because the these story. are the out-of-context ones. Okay. This is, um, well, Addison is better than great, better than every way. It's obvious. Like, what, yeah. I, like what, what I, the first thing Addison did that was halfway decent, I probably said that. Um, but anyway, God Meredith is selfish and stupid. <laughs> That's not what begging the question means, Meredith. Um, uh, ha, suck a fat one, Derek. <laughs> uh, let me see. And at the end of it, I just started drawing buttholes and targets. <laughs> see, like I'm trying to draw. That's I, I, I was trying to draw an anus. <laughs> that's what an anus. I was drawing an anus. Wow. And and, and some targets uh, at the end. Yours are much more. Funny um than mine. and. <laughs> You know, and, and, and like there's a couple there, uh, there's a couple other ones that are are, are very negative, uh, but they are I, I remember vaguely what they're about, yeah. so I, I will try to come up with it. But what I'm saying basically is I think I'm gonna have to go like kind of keep the summary on the wiki open yeah. so I can remind myself of wh- well, we what know, section we're doing. We know that the very first patient, and I honestly don't think it's there's Joe. more there. Yeah, there's only two patients. Uh there's Joe, and then there's a, a then there's fetal blood vessel lady, and no, he's in recovery. Weber. Yeah, Weber, in re- Weber's Weber. in recovery. 
Um, yeah, I don't, let me, let me, I literally let me, only let me think go, there were two let me go patients. Look on, since we got this wiki open, let me see what patients they have. Maybe here. I missed it. Maybe I messed up and I just didn't write enough uh, notes. Joe, Dr. Weber, uh, yeah, the fetal blood vessel person, and then there's assorted surgical patients. Yeah, you're right. There's really nobody of note other and than Christina those. And Yang, of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> but she's like, again, she doesn't have a procedure Yang's, done. She's scheduling. Yang, Yang's pregnant. <laughs> so, God, I'm going to throw my voice out really for doing are, that. Just that really hurt. That. So Joe collapses at the bar. They take him over. Um, you know, they they realize that he's... I, I literally almost feel like his story is so, like, almost... It's it's kind of indicative of what our healthcare system has turned into. Yeah, Obviously, I, the guy has no insurance. He they don't know exactly. Yeah, Amy Lerner definitely owns the bar because he's like, all I have is the bar. Bar, right? And like it's it like and this proceed like what happens is he's got a very serious problem. Yeah. He's got a like I can't even remember, but like they need to do like a very crazy, they have to do a stance, they have to do a crazy operation a, where a, they kill him. Yeah, a stand on purpose. It's called a standstill yeah. operation. Which is funny because what they like the like I could not for the life of me figure out what they were saying at first. I thought they were saying it was a stencil, and I was yeah. like, "What? What's stand a still yeah. in that he is dead." Yeah, they, they like he's <laughs> he's surgically dead. Like they they freeze him basically. They lower his body temperature till uh, till all of his bodily functions are like they have to clip a particular part clip, of the ab- aneurysm they, and then they yeah, yeah he's got an aneurysm. Yeah. That was it. And they have to clip it, and they have to do all this crap, and then they have to restart his heart. They right. only have forty-five minutes to do it in, right? And then they have to restart his heart, and so know, just to, and so just to bring in the characters, it'll be it's Derek obviously working on the brain, and then it's Burke working on the heart. And, and like, my God, they're actually doing, doing their, their job. I think they figured that out. Actually, Derek, Derek always seems to do his job. He does Derek is almost it. never in unless it's a brain. But yeah. Burke, Burke was like I think Burke's everything. no longer the jack of all trades this season, yeah. hopefully, but this is the first episode of the season. We'll see if Burke continues to be because I know after a while Burke's only only the heart. We should also they, say they bring in cardio, more specialists. Yeah, cardiothoracic. cardiothoracic. But, but I will say this because it's heart and lungs. But I will say this that um uh Weber, and I don't remember if it actually happens in this episode, I think it does, he actually makes Burke the interim chief because of Derek's bad um um, decision making with sleeping with Meredith. Um, we yes. also find out that Burke is a. I'm not Burke. We also find out that Weber's a little bit. Uh, Weber is the reason that Addison is here. Addison is here to consult on a on a um, yeah. on this on the fetal uh, blood vessel. Oh, and patient. that and that is that's where I do have one bit a bit uh, like a thought here is the fact that. Addison is here because she's the best in the world. Because now she's queen shit of Fuck Mountain. Yeah, you know, like she every is. single person. She you know, like is. Addison again. We've got Derek, the greatest neurosurgeon. Burke, the greatest heart surgeon. Now we have the greatest like baby doctor. Yeah. Greatest uh, like not not like I, pediatric surgeon. Yeah, I guess is she's the, not. She's actually but she's, she's she, infants only. Yeah, really. yeah. She's. In, I thought I thought she was more in utero. I thought she was more in utero. But they. they but, but they make fetal surgery such a big deal later in this. In the yeah, she has something to do. I'm not exactly sure. Hey, you know what? I bet this wiki of yeah, probably tell us exactly, tell us exactly what, what her, her nerd, Doctor Addison Montgomery Shepherd, Addison Forbes Montgomery, oh my formerly God, really? Montgomery Shepherd, is a double board certified OBGYN specializing in maternal fetal medicine slash fetal surgery, a neonatal surgeon, That's one of the is. foremost in the country, and a medical geneticist. <laughs> And uh, blah, blah, blah. But remember... And there's some other stuff that There's really a reason why to, uh, it comes up later, though, because things... Private other things practice. Happen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, anyhow, long story short, too late. She's really good at her job. And Weber, we know Weber knows Derek. We know Weber... Derek. We know Weber's going to know Addison. And um, he calls her in for the, to consult on this particular yeah. patient. And so Addison, Addison gives, uh, gives, uh, gives uh, Derek the, you know, like immediately gives him the shit yeah. you know about like oh so you're uh 
you've got the anti-me. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. And, and um, in a lot of ways, she is the anti-Meredith uh, in that I like her. Yeah, we all like, we all like Eric. We don't want to like Addison, but we do. Oh, she's so much better than Meredith. From well, like, right. From, seriously, from Jump Street. She is yeah, so much better. She's so First good. of all, her eyebrows are, as the children say, on fleek. Yes. At all times. At all times. <laughs> Kate, Kate Walsh has the best, like, irritated. She's got, like, the perfect irritated face. She's I do. She's always like, vaguely annoyed. Yeah. At, like, and it's a beautiful vaguely but annoyed. But it's not, it's not a resting like a, bitch face. No, no. It's just, it's... I am so sick of your shit. Yes, and yes. like she always looks like she's so sick of your shit. Yeah, yeah, she's delightful. in like a way that it's like it's like you feel like she could have easily played a Bailey type character in a different show. Yeah, <laughs> you so know, she, just, oh. so so she consults with this patient, and um, you know something comes up where like I don't know Addison throws off a comment about. Um, about uh, D- Derek and her, s- and, and oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. She requests Meredith as her intern. That's the first thing that happens. You're like, oh, man, this is not going to go over well. We find out here that Burke is now the the, ch- the interim chief instead of Derek, um, w- to which Derek is really pissed and is about to go, you know, ask Weber what the heck he was thinking. And yes, 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 because because we didn't know that that Weber called her in until the beginning oh, of this episode. Yes. So he has to find out now. And then we yeah. find out that he's made Burke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to find like anywhere where it mentions. So, uh, so, yeah. uh, so Addison requests Meredith. Yeah. Meredith's now her intern for yeah. this particular case. So they're working on this case, and she tosses off some comment about how um, something about sleeping with my husband or something crappy like that. And the patient picks up on it, and well, the patient because the patient has had like her husband has left her. But we don't know that yet. I thought she said. I thought she said that pretty early on. Yeah, I thought she said it just to Meredith though. Maybe to just a Meredith. Because yeah, Meredith comes in later to do some checks. And as she's checking... Actually, yeah, no, she doesn't know, she doesn't know Meredith did that yet because she's complaining about what kind of a guy does that or what kind of a person does that to her like she's complaining, right? Well, no, because she already knows because Addison oh, you know, made I'll a comment. Could uh, you yeah, take my word for days. it? Thank it's you. It's been five days. I'll take your word for Addison it. Addison makes a comment that patient overhears it. Something is said. Meredith is, you know, feels bad, but she comes in to do her job. And that's when this patient starts to needle her about how it's terrible to be the, you know, to be in the position of a person who's by yourself, you know, you know, and, and you know, somebody sleeping with your husband and da, 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 da. And this whole not long story, you find out that the patient is basically having, I think she's having twins or something's wrong. And we don't exactly know. Oh, you know, we we missed a lot of stuff at the beginning. That, like, All right, we'll get there. Yeah. Let's just finish with this patient real mm-hmm. quick. Anyway, so she um, she essentially says, you know, you've been, you know, uh, my husband, you know, left me for some, you know, you know, his secretary or whatever, and she's making Meredith feel really, really bad about this whole situation. And Meredith, as Meredith should feel, Meredith is trying to be professional. Not because not because Meredith was in the wrong here, because she really right. wasn't. But Meredith should always feel yes. bad because Meredith is terrible. So, so Meredith is trying to be nice, but she's, um, but she does see something on the on the monitor that she needs to call um, Addison about, and so she leaves. And um, when they come back, you know, there's like this big problem. Da 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 da. And she's telling the patient. The patient makes a comment. I'm actually going to jump to the end of this story because it's not that important, but it's. Yeah, it's, 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 it, it's important in the sense of we're trying to integrate, you know, we've got, like all TV shows, we've got to get past the Meredith um, Addison thing a little bit so yeah. we can move forward. So we can move so forward. We, so we let me get there. That. So let me just get that done and then we can talk about the other stuff that happened. Yeah. But basically what happens is that um, Meredith um, comes back in. She actually comes in twice to talk to this patient. And the patient really is kind of cranky to her. Really not nice. And then when Addison comes in, she tells Addison, I would much prefer her not be on the case 
And Addison says, well, why? What happened? And she's like, well, you should understand. You know, I mean, I think it's just really uncool that she slept with your husband. I don't think she said uncool, but it was that feeling. I hope not. Yeah. That would have been a really weird And that's weird when about. Addison actually does something that, like, blows everyone's mind. And she says, um, actually, uh, it's not... I'm not. I'm, the, yeah. She's not the. She's not the other woman. She, I'm. Um, um, I. I did the cheating, not her. It's not her. It's not my husband's fault. It's not her fault. I slept. I, I cheated on my husband. Um, she had no idea that he was even married and who I am. So if you want to be mad at anybody, you can be mad at me. Yeah, and and again, like that's actually not the climax of the. That's not near the end of the episode. No. There's a there's a bit more after yeah. that. And really, like that, like that actually, that actually is also tying up an earlier loose end where because because of the fact that you know she finds out about Derek, you know Derek has a wife and hasn't told her. Yeah, she's like she wants nothing to do with him. Yeah, this she's whole been ignoring him the entire time. And he's episode. trying to talk to her and trying to do you know like help her and do things for her. And she's like, I don't want your she's help. Like, I don't, I don't want to be near you. I don't. I don't want, want yeah, to I want nothing to do with you. So, but going back, we I forgot near the beginning. Yeah. First of all, like they're all three in the bar. Yeah. Um, but when they're talking, I totally forget. There's well, first of all, we begin with like it's we're pretty much right after the events of the last season because uh, Alex has a black eye, right? And there's this whole thing with him and Izzy where it, like she, he's like trying he's trying to be like you know like I let you know like you know basically he says like you know I let him hit me because I like I'm not gonna yeah. fight him. These hands are for plastics. Mm-hmm. Remember, like this is this is it's it's kind of funny in, in hindsight, but right now Alex seems to be going down the the best douchebag path. Pop possible where yes. he's, he's go he wants to go into plastics to make a lot of money right you know like he doesn't seem to be coming from any position of caring which fits the character as we've totally. learned so far exactly. it, 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 there'll be some two changes there uh, of you know but um basically there's this whole like back and forth where he's like you know saying that george hits like a girl and then like she's like so basically you're saying you know, he hits like my sister he's like so basically you said you were beat up, up by, by a girl, girl. you know which is kind of a weird thing to say in this kind of show but yeah. i guess it's from alex's point of view that would be bad yeah and they all end up at the bar, like the other three end up at the bar, and they're like complaining about like who's got the worst life because that's basically what the show. Well, is George to... drops a beer on him, and then it's just Meredith and. Um... But no, but no, no, but George, oh. you, George is there for this exchange because it's a back and forth where Meredith's trying to, like, talk about her, like, and like Christina's like, you know, like. No, does... no, no, no. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you because you're wrong about this. I'm, I'm literally reading it off yeah, here. I'm... I'm right. Okay, <laughs> let me finish what I was gonna say. Meredith actually says that that Derek Derek's married. George like oh, kind of chokes on his spits his beer out, and he has to leave because he doesn't know that Yang is pregnant. Oh he yeah, doesn't oh no, find no, yeah. out about that. That's oh, when that, Yang that's what you're saying. finally okay. tells Meredith that she's pregnant. You see her drinking water, oh, yeah. she's like, not I win, and, yeah, She's yeah. like, I win. You know, and and, so, and uh, yeah. but and but and 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 then who's so, the super fan? Okay, here? but I was actually talking about a different part okay, later. I'm sorry, I, I, the, it's because you were actually talking about a different part. part than okay, I was. okay, I'm sorry. They're doing their bitch. Go ahead, go ahead. And like basically, so it comes out that like she's like you're sleep. Like Meredith's a little shocked that Christina's been sleeping with someone right. she hasn't told her right and uh you know and you're like basically and george comes back by this point and she's like you know like you've been sleeping someone is like why is this so surprising yeah. even george gets some action yeah. and george is like correction george got some syphilis, syphilis. yeah which is a great <laughs> you know, like you know like so i still think george's life is actually worse than their two lives yeah. because like there are there are all sorts of like ways that they can get over their things whereas george is just miserable and sad all the Aww. time and the whole world like the george. whole universe is like turned against george whereas yeah. like they're they're suffering through some consequences of their actual actions whereas george just suffers <laughs> you know like the universe does meredith like george. did what she i mean i i will i mean all right meredith didn't go into that but but, but the thing is meredith what like it's still meredith probably shouldn't have been sleeping with her boss to begin with because it creates about eight million kinds of difficulties so you know like really like you know like it, it 
you know, like it's like chickens are coming home to roost for the yeah. two of them. Like again, neither of them should have been sleeping with their bosses, yep. and both of them are. You know, George, well, he didn't sleep with a coworker, but he has no authority over her, right? You know. So anyway, but um, moving on. So anyway, um, blibbity blop. Uh, so I'm trying to think like. Um, and 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 also, Christina won't tell Meredith who it is, and Meredith's yeah. very upset about that. So right. Meredith's got all sorts of like petulance going on. And so, and but anyway, another theme running through this episode is that George, and George is like, oh, I'm not afraid of Alex, but he is totally ducking Alex because yeah. in theory, like George be- has beaten up Alex twice now, yeah, by the true. way. But Alex is bigger than George, yeah, and, and, scarier than George. And, and like a lot more muscular than George. So in theory, Alex actually should be able to kick his ass. Right. But, you know, like it's it like, so he's really worried. Like he's, he's acting like he's not afraid, but he's, you know, but he is ducking and running for any time Alex is around. <laughs> and, um, but as the, as, as it goes on, you know, like George, George is given a special assignment, you know, like for the day as an intern. And he goes in to uh, see this patient that he's been given. And they just give him the room number. Yeah. And he goes in to see, and it's, it's Chief Weber. And right. And he's like, you know, because I don't think he's aware that Chief Weber is, uh, you know, even. He knows. Well, no, he's, he knows at this point. Yeah, they all have to know at this point. But he's like, okay, I'm, and, and like, he's going to like go check. He's like, I'll do this and this and this. And he's like, you know, like for his procedure, like for his take care. And, and Chief's like, no, I need you to do this. Like, I need you to be my eyes and ears. Yeah, things are going on in my. And my meanwhile, hospital. while while we're in there, by the way, the chief has moved his office duck yes. into his recovery uh, blue, room. Blue duck is now in Weber's room. Yeah, like like no, the black duck. Black is in duck. His no, office. it's all yeah, it's office duck. Uh, is it, office is the black duck, duck is black duck. Well, wasn't the black duck in that room too? No, just blue duck. I thought well, I thought blue duck was in another room and black. No, duck no, no. Was no in purple duck was across from the babies. Purple duck was across from the baby. Oh, that's blue duck. Okay. Yeah. Man, that dude loves his ducks. He does his, he loves uh, so, his ducks. So, you know, like he's, and, and, and of course we have a little light comedy of like there's a bajillion flowers being brought into his room yeah. and he's vaguely annoyed by all the crap yeah. everywhere. Um, it's quite fun. But, um, um, so, so he sends George out to go like be the eyes and ears and figure out what's going on. And of course George finds out more than he needs to, and George to And George, yeah, George is like, George is overhearing all the gossip that he doesn't want to know about. Yeah. And, um. You know, and but he's trying to like not tell the chief all the things he knows. He, he um, we go back out, to yeah. We, he finds out about Burke and, and yeah, Yang. he finds out about Burke and Yang because he's in the hall. He happens to be in the stairway because these idiots in this show talk about literally everything in the stairwell. Yeah, which is the loudest, most echoey place and the easiest place for someone to spy on you. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't understand how no one in the show like it occurs to them that. When you walk into a stairwell, there's up and down stairs and voices carry all the way up through the yep. entire... Like, if you want to talk to someone in private, go off into an unoccupied room or closet. Yep. Like, or go into a corner where there's just no one. But they they, they all have to walk they, in. They learn dark. that later on. I don't know. I feel like they're still doing crap in the stairwell. They do stairwells later on. Well, maybe not. No, now they're in the supply room. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. The supply yeah, room the supply is like room the new gossip big, place. Yeah, yeah that becomes the new gossip place. Which is a better place because it it's got four walls. There's only one door that you can come yeah, into it. So exactly. if it's closed, you know no one else is in there with you. Right. Unless like in this show does all the time. People don't look first. Right. That's the new thing is not looking before walking into the supply room and just right. starting starting talking or having sex or something. So Joe, <laughs> so the big thing that, that jo- George Joe's does. talking about well first we gotta get to this. Joe okay. is Joe is talking with uh Burke and uh and and, and Derek. Shepard about uh, you know about like the procedure and he's like that's gonna be really pricey right and the, this is a part that baffles me first of all like how much is that gonna run and they're like well it's gonna be right. and they, they name the price have you ever been to a doctor ever who really knows what the billing is like ever 
Like what they're going to like the correct response that any doctor will ever give you is you have to talk to billing about. I'm going to I'm here's the only reason that I'm going to defend this is because they actually think of Joe as their friend because Joe is somebody that they all right. know. Right. So I, so no. Well, so, let me tell. I, I'm going to tell you why I, I still think you're wrong. Okay, but I they, think that they would. They they might have. They might. They might know at least close enough to know you're not. Because he asks if it's ten thousand dollars, twenty. Like, what are we looking at? And he's like, it's going to be at least a hundred thousand. All, right, all right, I'll give you. I'll give you that. The I could on that. say because I'm just saying. Yeah, because the thing is, doctors genuine, generally speaking, yeah. they don't really know how no. much procedures cost. Well, that's the way they said at least, and I think yeah. that they, you know, they're yeah, well, they, well aware that he's right. way lowballing what the situation right. is, is. I mean, it's like. one thing for like a doctor who run who, like. Like the only doctors I can think of who might know exactly what things cost are things like psychiatrists or things where they have, well, you were here for an hour, right. so I know how much I charge for an right, hour. Right, right, right. You know. But, but anyway, like, so 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 Joe has. To, he's like, I don't know. He's like, look, I trust you guys. I know you're good doctors. You're gonna bring right. me back. He's like, but I I don't have anything. Like I don't. Yeah. I can't afford this. And they're and you know and they're like and they're saying what is the general rule of thumb of medicine is look you know we got to save your life first and then we'll worry about pain. Yeah. You know which but that, you know again he's gonna be devastated. It's gonna close his Kill bar. Him. You know, and whatever. And so George is like, you know, George George kind of like spends a lot of his day like trying to figure out ways around. He first of all, he goes to Chief Weber and is just talking about like, hey, you know, like Joe, he's, you know, like he's an institution. You know, yeah. Like everyone knows him. Except for some reason Meredith, you know, everyone knows whatever. him. You know, and he's, he's an institution and like he's the place and like it's like this poor guy, you know, he's like, you know, he's like one of us almost. You know, yeah. we all know him. We, we, you know, and, and Weber's like, yeah, um, get out. Yeah, <laughs> like no, we can't I, help I, everybody. I, you know? I, we can't help everyone. That will that will destroy. You know, like you know, like that's just you know, whatever. It's our jobs. You yeah. know, like we we can't do that. We we have so many too many other more important things yeah. to do. But so George is kind of under the radar, trying to figure out ways to you know, like to like figure out a way to get him like the chief to sign off on like like not charging him for the the operation. Right, given doing a pro bono. And or... meanwhile, meanwhile, Joe is getting visited by like all sorts of people from the hospital too. And and Alex visits him, and you find out like Alex is basically closes the bar down every night. Yeah, you it's know, like his like, place. That's Alex's place, and Alex Alex is super like. You, yeah, like, and it's kind of like this is one of those episodes where it's it's this is where humanizing Alex a little more this episode. Yes, like he's he knows he know like he knows Joe in a way like that other people aren't know, right don't know Joe and he and he actually cares a lot but he you know he can't really help but you know like he doesn't know what to do to help but he does he's very upset you know the idea that Joe might have to like close the bar might have to like be out of business you know like it, it's bothering Alex on a very deep level and meanwhile so but and george meanwhile is also ducking alex so yeah. like you know like but george finds out because of the when he learns the procedure is going to kill joe theoretically for right. 45 minutes that they can that he could like there's a grant he there's a fight. grant for like like so he can donate his body to science for 45 minutes basically yep. And, so, and by and if, doing so right. like the procedure all the procedures done on him are like are covered by the grant for research on, on cadavers, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, as long as the chief will sign off on it. And the chief's annoyed that he came back with more of this, but he kind of gives him the, all right. You know, like, it's the, the, the traditional Chief Weber thing right. of, all right, you found a way for, to do this humanizing thing without me having to, like, explain to the board. Right. I think is Yeah, really it's it. kind of what it it's is. It's like, you found a way for me to explain it. Because, okay. again, Chief Weber's not a jerk. You know, he just... He just is. He has bureaucracy. He has a bureaucracy yeah. to deal with, and you know he has to balance the budget of the hospital. And right. He can't just do free procedures, you know, without the board like going, "What the hell's wrong with you?" Right. Yeah. You know, so. So they. So then, um, after this whole thing goes down, and um, 
There's like I think it's part of a montage almost. Oh, oh, I forgot. And 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 and, and he's gonna pay off his tab, Alex. I oh that. yeah, that's and, such a and, cute and it's like, and it's like it's like he owes him like a thousand dollars, you know, which is actually it's not hard to run up a thousand dollar tab in a bar. And one night it's a little tricky yeah. unless you're you know if you're drinking high and stuff, you know maybe. But but like I want to say this. This is the weirdest thing, and this is why I like this is like a TV bar. I, I swear to God, in the real world, have, have you ever been to a bar that extends tabs for multiple nights? No. I mean, generally, like I've been, I've been to, I've had a coffee shop that I used to go to that did that, but that was because, again, I knew the owner fairly well, and he was like, and honestly, this was a retirement thing for him. He didn't really try to, he wasn't right. trying to make a profit, you know. But like, uh, you know, like bars, tap, running a tab is here's my bank card, yeah, and I'm not allowed to leave until I pay this tab, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, or I, or I lose my bank card, right? You know, so you know, it is. You know, like it's not, it's not like the only time I've ever ran a tab more than one day has been when I accidentally walked out of the bar and went home, <laughs> you know? And then like the next day I was like, oh crap, I'm so sorry. I completely forgot to pay for this. Yeah. You know, it, but, and, and, and then they were kind of like, well, that's great. Please pay us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So anyway, um, so, uh, yeah. so, so, so what happens at the very end, because we might as well jump through the end of this, uh, Joe comes out of it alive. Um, it's almost like montage that this is going on, but, um, uh, George is walking by the like, well, only time he's actually run into Alex and Alex yells his name. He says, O'Malley, get in here. And O'Malley comes in. He goes, I heard what you did. And he's like, oh, crap, what did I do? Mm-hmm. And Alex does the most human thing that Alex has ever done on the show. And he throws his arms around uh, around George and hugs him. Yeah, and that's and his first. Izzy, that's his first. Yeah, Izzy sees this, so yeah, it's because we're 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 stitching in a little bit of future. Yeah, a little bit know. of future of a, a possibly. Yeah, and well, they've been, they've been kind of hinting at that anyway. Yeah, because Izzy, well, well, Izzy's been like he's been basically like you want me, and yeah. she's like no, I don't. No, I have no interest in you. Yeah, and whatever, but like blah blah blah. Oh, meanwhile, Burke Burke acting as interim chair is here chief. is chief interim chief. I don't know why I said interim interim chief is uh like. He overhears something about uh, Meredith sleeping with Doctor McDreamy, right? And he so he's and he kind of takes aside Bailey, and you know he's like, so uh, who's McDreamy? And Bailey, remember Bailey's yeah. like, yeah, it's me, I'm McDreamy. Yeah, can you see the way like I sexily lean against everything and whatever, you know? Yeah, and it's so obvious that she's like, like leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, I don't want to. Like I love I love Bailey so much. Every time she's like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, I love Bailey. You know? and. She's like, why are you talking to me about this? I got to go to work and do my thing. Like, just shut up. It's so lovely. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot. Oh, like, yeah. So, yeah, basically, George is, like, when George is going over the paperwork, she's, uh, you know, uh, and, and he asked her about Joe. Like, remember that? Whenever she's like, I was, I, I really? uh, yeah, she, yeah. Uh, he asked her if he knew, if she knows Joe. And yeah. she's like, of course she knows Joe. Like, I, and this is my favorite line in, about her, this thing, um, uh, you know, like how I, she says, I was the only female intern my year. And it's like. Yeah, you're the only intern in the entire in the entire hospital at this point that we know of. No, I know. I'm just saying they're not. Yeah. There's there is literally no other intern. Mentioned. She's not an intern. She's a resident. At, yeah, but she's the only other resident of her like yeah. mentioned. So of course she was the only female intern. There couldn't have been anyone else there. So and she basically says like nobody knows and like she no nobody knew me except I didn't know anybody. Nobody knew me except Joe and George and and she's like wait were you guys, you know yeah. and she's like. No, and she's like, yeah, like all you people, like, like basically trying to get each other's pants, and like, and she's like, that's how you got syphilis, <laughs> you nasty, <laughs> which you nasty, uh, which as I, I love, I love Bailey so much more than anyone else in the oh, show. She's the best. <laughs> Bailey's the best. Oh my god, Bailey's and, and, number um, one. 
So anyway, that's kind of the end of it. It's like the the ba- the babies are okay. like she fixes the baby or babies. I can't remember if there's one or two. She two. she roars. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She, that's right. They're sharing a vessel or something. They're sharing she, a vessel, and it's like they, she's got to get rid of. Like, yeah, she's got to fix it. So she roars down the the patient and basically tells her that she's the one that's been cheating. We find out later what happened is that um oh oh we this is the very end of it is that Meredith goes and finally talks to Derek at his you know airstream you know. Fuck yard. And <laughs> that's my new favorite thing. Oh my god, that's gonna go right next to the Yang's pregnant <laughs> airstream fuck yard. And um, Derek's airstream fuck yard. Uh, yeah. Well, he is the king of what is it? King shit of fuck, fuck mountain. mountain. So he might as well have an airstream fuck yard. <laughs> the royal so, airstream, airstream fuck yard. And so um, she finally goes to see him there, and she finally is going to talk to him. This episode, she hasn't talked to him the whole time because she's been, you know, screw you, you, you lied to me, this whole thing. And he tells her the story, and the story is, and this is our first foreshadowing of Mark. So um, actually, it's not even foreshadowing. He's mentioned by name. Yeah, I know, but it's like we don't we don't know that we're going to see him. We yeah, don't know. Yeah. We yeah. don't know and we're going to basically. Meet him. He learns that he comes home and he does this whole thing about I knew something was wrong, something was off, and he walked and he, and he stepped on something, and he he's like recognized the coat that he stepped on. It wasn't his. It was a men's jacket, and but he recognized it and he realized it belonged to his best friend Mark, and he knew that he had to walk into a room. Where he was going to find them together. Yeah, like, like so, you know, they, they have their little thing about, you know, like, basically, she, like, his wife slept with his best friend, and he walked in on it, you know, so he's, you know. He had to leave. He's he, like, I he gotta go. Left, he just up and left. Up he and left, left his, New York. And, and, and everything So behind. we finally have an explanation of why he left his successful New York practice. Right. You know, and his supposed, like, I w- like love of Manhattan, even though he never seems like a city person ever again. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so he, like, you know, he's very, like, you know. Basically, we, we have his explanation. Yes. And let's go back because we got to get we got to cover the Burke arc. Okay. So Burke now Burke is chief interim chief, and basically he's talking to Chief Weber, right? And he's explaining how like why you know like why he seemed like you know, like why he made him interim chief, and how like you you know like you you got to be you've got to be professional, you, you know like you've got this job like the number of times my wife has almost left you know like like my wife has threatened to leave me because I'm married to this job. Yeah. You know, which that's going to come back a lot later. Yes, it like is. The chief's the chief's obsession, obsessive dealing with his job. Yep. You know, is, is putting the second big spike into his marriage. Oh my god! Right. Um. You know, but um. But uh, you know, like, but he's basically he's telling Burke, kind of, if you really want to do this job, you got to be someone like me who puts this first before everything. Right. And that puts a seed into Burke's head that makes him say, "Okay, I can't be focusing all the." You know, like, cause I can't be focusing all my time on Christina. And up to this point, Burke has been the one more into Christina than she is into him. Yeah. Well, also because she's pregnant and she doesn't want to tell him. Well, yeah, but I mean, but I'm saying yeah. to his mind, he's asking her out on dates. He's trying to, like, in fact, the beginning of the episode, he's trying to ask her out. Yeah. Because he's asking her out at a time like that she's scheduled for her appointment. Yeah. For the abortion. And she doesn't want to tell him. She doesn't want to tell him. You know, like, you know, whatever, what have you. You know, so, you know, like, but he's basically cleared up his schedule and, and made reservations at a really nice restaurant. And, you know, she's like, yeah, I can't, you know, yeah. and, and like she avoids him and avoids him. And finally, but finally, he, so he's like, I think he finally says, you know what, I'm throwing all of my energy after this person when I need to be following this job. I yep. care too much about her. I need to care about my job. So basically he takes her aside and breaks up with her. Yeah. But right before this comes down, she's decided that 
you know, maybe um, she needs to tell him and maybe she really does want this to Yeah, work. exactly. Like, so, of course, she has... Yeah, yeah, I was going to go back and do the Christina sorry, thing. Is she's, yeah. yeah, but she's building up this... De- like, you know, like, she's been having all these... And she's like, oh, my God, I need to, like, I I, I can't do this alone. Yes. You know, and, uh, you know, like, I... Because she's already told Meredith that... This is... I'm sorry, we also missed one major piece in the very beginning. Oh, no, it happens at the end. I'm sorry. At the end, no. Sorry, sorry, we haven't gotten there yet. Okay, continue. I'm sorry. Finish your thing. Yeah, so... Yeah, sorry. So, so she said, So she's going to go tell him, and she's about to tell him when he tells her, and she's like, no, you go first, because she's thinking, mine's so big. Yeah. Like, I don't want his to get lost, you know, which is what you do when you've got really, really crazy big news. You know, a lot of times you'll let the other person get their little thing out first yeah. so you don't steal their thunder. And then basically she's like, so you're breaking up with she me? She says, oh, you're ending this. Oh, you're ending I love this. the way she says it. Yeah, she does a really, like, it's a realization moment. It's not like, even just a realization moment, but it's like he's very, he's kind of not clear about oh, yeah, what he wants. It, oh, yeah, because Burkis doesn't know. Bur- Burke is very bad with very awkward interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. But, you know. but her response is so professional. It's almost like. Because she has to turn that on. She has to she, turn it on, right. She's like, oh, you're ending this. Oh, and he's like, I just think it's better better for everybody in the long run. And he's very, he's trying to be very professional in his way. And she's, yeah. you can tell that she's um, affected because she asks him for, if he has still has the dinner reservations and that's when he does the breakup. So it's like this kind of moment where she's like, oh, okay, um, I can handle, okay, great. This this was great. Thank you for the contract. Like it was, it's such an yeah, interesting it's very, like moment. She, yeah, she goes into, she goes into a mode because she's also bad in her personal very relationships mm-hmm. and doesn't want to deal with the emotion. So she right. shuts down and says, Right, I'm out. Yeah, you know, and it, and based so so that's how that that is tied up. And we we we, we the moment she leaves, Burke and you, you can see Burke's like, did I do the right? He, he yeah. has a good like breathing like, did I do the right thing? Yeah. I don't think I did the right thing, did I? I did yeah. the wrong thing. I bet. Oh crap. Oh crap. I've made a huge mistake. I've made a huge mistake. You know? But um, so I, I'm trying to think if there's any other major. Yeah, arcs this is the major that, thing oh, yeah. that ends it before so, the end. Yeah, before yeah. the very end, um, Meredith and Yang are back together in the bar, and um. Yang tells. Oh yeah, for another first. Yeah, and we find out, and Meredith finds out during the episode that it's Burke, that it's Burke, and, and she's they, very upset that Christina couldn't have told her this because they've been having know. a big fight about the fact that that Christina gives her a lot of crap about sleeping with an attending, one of their bosses, and she finds out that she's been sleeping with a boss, and so she kind of they finally come back together at this point, point and they're both they're sitting both there. At the bar, they're both at know. the bar. They're both upset. Whatever. I mean, Meredith's feeling a little better because she's now heard from Derek what really happened and what's going on, but 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 Yang's really upset, and right. she finally says, you know, um, I, I you know I I had to. Um, put someone's name down on, you know, they won't let me leave the clinic without somebody's name, you know, yeah, as emergency you, you contact. Have to, yeah, you have to have, you have someone somebody with you, with you that, to leave, uh, which is, which is, which is true. Abortions, mm-hmm. right? you, 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 they, they require they, you to have an escort yes, you in. you need an like, escort, yes. So, to take you, at, you know, because it's, it's, an, it's an outpatient procedure, but it also, you know. Well, like, you're, you're doped up. And you're everything. doped up when you leave, yeah. Like and you're all, also like, emotional. I mean, yeah, you can't that's just, what I'm saying. Yeah. You're doped up, you're emotional. It's very, So so they um So she says, she says, I put you down. And she said, so you're my emergency contact. And she goes, I am? And, yeah, and then Yang and says... That's why I told you I'm pregnant. She, she, that's why I told you my, I'm pregnant. And she, she, she says one of the more famous lines yeah. of Grey's Anatomy, which is, you're my person. And she goes, I am? And Meredith says, I am? And she goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're my person. And she says, you're mine too. And Meredith kind of like Meredith takes like, her arm. Puts her arm around her. And like kind of puts her head on her shoulder. And Yang says the most Yang thing, which is, you know this is... Almost constitutes hugging. hugging. Yeah, constitutes hugging. And then, and then Meredith just goes, shut up. She's like, I don't care. I, yeah, the, like, yeah, shut up. I'm your person. Yeah, I'm your person. That's right. Or you're my person. Or you're or, my, no, I'm, I'm, your person. Your person. I'm your person. I'm your person. Yeah. Yeah. So it's this and, great moment where you right. really do see that their relationship and friendship is Yeah, I, I will say, I will say it, it, it's it's one of the truer moments that the two of them have. Yeah. Um, I forgot to mention one thing about Raindrops Keep Falling in Your Head. Go for it. Is this is one of the rare times that I think this is actually an appropriate 
title for an episode. Like, I always am like, what is going on here? Yeah. One, there's a really obvious one, which mm-hmm. is there's, like, at least two scenes in this episode where Meredith's out in the rain. Yeah, it's true. And But two, it has that, like, it has that whole thing of, like, everything's falling apart around me, <laughs> you know? Like, mm-hmm. like that, like, it, like which is true of most episodes of, uh, but, but, like, it, that actually fits in, in, in such a better way than almost... Like, all right, who's Zoom and who work? But that was just because who was Zoom and who? Yeah. <laughs> really, when you got down to it. I do. I do. And it turns out, it turns out Addison was Zoom and Derek. That's right. That is <laughs> and right. And you know what? Derek deserved to be Zoom because uh, Mark is way cooler. <laughs> oh, Mark. We, we we will see Mark later on. All right. I like Mark. I'm not going to lie. This was like our longest episode because really? we... Really? Yeah. We we, it's just funny because we don't remember anything about this. No. It's, it's actually not so, our longest. We did one that was a little longer. Did we? Yeah. Well, anyway, um, this is... Uh, we are now in season two, y'all. We have, we have made... We have, right. we and, have cut uh, that cord. We are and in. okay, and our and social media, you know, oh, again, yeah. you can you can follow us at Hard Gray's Night. Um, I've been trying to kind of put put more stuff on, but it's kind of tricky yeah. when we're not doing anything <laughs> like we that were helps. this week. But um, tell your friends, tell you your know, people. We, we have a Facebook like page, and you know, I don't know, maybe that should have been a group. Who knows? I don't know. Um, we've got a you know, like you could find Allie at a l i underscore Goodman on Twitter. You can find me at. Hitler Puncher on Twitter because Meredith Puncher was slightly too long. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, we don't really have anything else, do we? Oh, we have our website, yeah. hardraisenight.com, which redirects to like John. But if we're going to fix that. Well, eventually we're going to figure that yeah. out. But, uh, you know, we're, we're not, neither, we're neither of us that good with websites. No, we are not. Uh, and I guess that's about it. Yep. Um, if you have any, if you have any really serious long form questions, I'll, every now and then I remember to check hardraisenight at gmail.com. Right on. Uh, you know, if you have any like suggestions about what you know yeah we love hearing it. anything yeah, you, know, you like, guys want to hear I like, about I, I like uh, what uh, uh, Ben uh, Franz Ferdinand 2 on Twitter uh, suggested that maybe we do like a worse than Meredith uh, you know, a category like when someone does something that's actually worse, worse than, than Meredith. Meredith. I, I don't think that. anyone was worse than Meredith this episode, unfortunately. No. Meredith was, I can't even remember what awful things Meredith did. I just know I wrote that she did awful things down in there. <laughs> oh, at one point, Meredith does threaten to run Derek over with her car. And I said, just wait. <laughs> just He'll be T boned soon enough. Just wait. So, anyway, um, Airstream, <laughs> Airstream <laughs> Fuckyard. <is what> <laughs> Airstream Fuckyard. Yeah, you can hashtag oh. that. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go up to the airstream fuckyard. <laughs> <laughs> nah, right. we've been married too long to do that. A little bit too long. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for listening. And um, uh, how do I end this one? This is a oh, hard grace. This night. is a hard grace night. That's right. This is a hard grace night. Signing off. And at that point, I say, kiss off. <laughs>